Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Neil. Hi, I'm Libby. Libby, you're my star. Oh, thanks, honey. Okay. You're the super shining no, you, star. No, you. All the stars. You, it's all you. <laughs> no. And I saw you doing that stupid ass Snapchat. Oh, <laughs> hate that thing. I love it. We got you a lot of st- and Lauren, I have like I always do it whenever she's not it, it just never gets old for me. It's my favorite well, thing. I'm sorry. Well, we're happy. I I have like 7 followers, so, you know. <laughs> Thank be all set with that. It's not going nowhere. <laughs> that makes me breathe deep. <laughs> so we're back with our illustrious panel. We heard from Jason Gibson, Houston's newest newest meteoric superstar, film star, film producer. <laughs> and um Voiceover talent. Yeah, I know. Every, everybody here was like that voice. I'm no, like, mm-hmm. we found a new talent. Do it, Jason. In all your free time. We've added to my <laughs> resume. <laughs> <laughs> I just what love it. Cynthia Neely. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. My Rick pleasure. Ferguson, welcome. Thank you. Cynthia, just tell our listeners who a few of the things that you've helped get started in, because you are a pioneer in the industry. And, in Texas and Houston. Yeah, I'm old. No, you're not old. <laughs> I'm a pioneer woman. Yes, no, you are. Uh, uh, well, I started out as a writer and a producer mm-hmm. in radio and television and uh, worked at ABC 13 for a long time. And um, then uh, what you're referring to now is the Texas Motion Picture Alliance, which is the organization statewide that helped to get film production incentives started in Texas which draw business to the state to make movies here. And I was president of Women in Film and Television. Women in Film and Television. <laughs> it's a long name. Women and Film, film and, and television. television. I think it's the three yes. ands that are getting uh, I was president for nine years. And um, I just retired as chair of the board or of the committee, advisory committee for Houston Community College's filmmaking program. And I chaired that. For 16 years. Oh, wow. So uh, I've mostly been an advocate mm-hmm. for the industry. Um, and But actually, Sunday, I was at the wrap of a, of a new TV show, uh, Debbie Porter, mm-hmm. who is a, f- a fabulous photographer she here is. in town, is doing a show called Fabulous Phoebe, a children's uh, fashion fas- fashionista. I can't even say it. Show fashionista uh, show. And she's doing a pilot episode. So she oh, just cool. she just wrapped. I'm one of her producers, and she just wrapped that um, Sunday. Oh, that's awesome! So, but there's something else you you started that you founded, co-founded uh, the Cinema Arts Society. Oh yes, oh yeah. How could I forget? Yeah, when Mayor White was uh, mayor of Houston, he wanted to get the the cultural arts more prominent uh, in the visual arts, and so we founded an organization called the Cinema Arts Society. Actually, it took us a year to even come up with the name for the Cinema <laughs> Arts Society. <laughs> that was one of the hardest things. It's a good but, one. Uh, to get a room full of people to agree on. But uh, And then from the society, we have grown it to encompass a film festival, the Houston Cinema Arts Festival. It's the film festival it is, in uh, Houston. coming up on our eighth year this November. Mm-hmm. And it is an incredible week of uh, it's a, it's a um, curated festival. So right. that means we have an artistic director mm-hmm. who hand picks films from all over the world to to show, 
and many of them have gone on to win Oscars, and um, the talent in them in them have gone on to bigger and better things. But they were first shown in Houston, so it, it's an incredible event. So I hope people will look for it in November, the Houston Cinema Arts Festival. <laughs> right. You know, he picked my friend Fisher Stevens' movie, and I got to introduce Fisher at the That's festival. That's right. That was so that much was fun. Really, really that was fun. great. And, and Rick Ferguson, Executive yes. Director, Houston Film Commission. Tell our listeners a little bit about what it is that the Houston Film Commission is and what you do. Well, the, uh, the Houston Film Commission was started in uh, 1987, and uh, I came on in 1988, so I've been around for from the get-go. Inordinately long time. <laughs> uh, Thank the, goodness. The Film Commission is it was basically formulated to be able to facilitate film production in Houston, uh, especially for bringing in outside production into the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, to, uh, to get sort of elementary here of, as to what we do on a daily basis, um, we will, for, in the case of a feature film, we'll get a copy of the script. Then my office breaks down that script by locations. Okay. Then we go through our files. We have about 40, 45,000 photographs of the, uh, the greater Houston area, 60-mile radius of downtown. Then we do a presentation to the project, showing them what we have that we think is aesthetically appropriate for mm-hmm. that project. And then if there's anything lacking that we don't have that, that is direct parallel to the script, then we'll go out and do location scouting for it. And once that uh, that equation is established that we've got the look and the aesthetics that are necessary, then we move into the facilitating part of putting a cast and crew, all the support service information, everything that they need to be able to put that project on the screen. Now, that was the equation when I started in the mm-hmm. 80s. That has evolved considerably since then, uh, now that you toss in the phenomena of, uh, of film incentives. So all of that that we used to do is now secondary, and the film incentive portion is what is primary. Now, is that because you now have, as, as not only <clears throat> Houston, Harris County, and the state of Texas, mm-hmm. one of the big components of getting films to come here and television shows is you're competing with state incentives for taxes and rebates with Louisiana, Georgia, obviously. The uh, the the whole concept of uh, incentives actually has made a complete global rotation and originally started in the early 90s in Canada and then right. went to Australia and New Zealand and then jumped across the globe to South Africa mm-hmm. and then parts of Eastern Europe. Uh, and now it's, it's truly a whole globalized situation. I, we are a member of the... Uh, uh, Association of Film Commissions International, which has a, uh, a meeting every year, and there are now 460, I believe, uh, film commissions that are all representing every global areas, oh all of which have incentive programs of one form or another. Well, when Jason yeah. shot um, Blunt Force Trauma, it was in Bogota, Bogota. Right? right? Right. They offer a huge uh, rebate or incentive program there. I think it's uh, almost 40 percent. God, that's huge. Exactly. And, you know, I, and a lot of people going to Bulgaria. I don't know if you heard about Bulgaria. Oh, oh yes. Um, yes I don't know what incentive they offer, but it must be a lot to get people to travel all the way, to, uh, all the way there. Yeah. And, and domestically, we're, we're competing against um, uh, direct incentives. In other countries, we're not only competing against the uh, incentives, but also the rate of exchange, which makes a difference. Oh, that's so it's true, based yeah. on what the dollar is doing mm-hmm. and what the respective country, what their uh, uh, currency is doing. That, that's what makes Bogota even more attractive because between the exchange rate right. 
and the rebate or the incentives, it's it's a huge it's a huge thing. Uh, Absolutely. So you can get up to you know additional forty percent of your budget or save forty percent. That's incredible. When the domestically, um, uh, the first incentives actually started with is bookends around us, uh, meaning New Mexico, Louisiana, and now Georgia is certainly the uh, the production center du jour because they're offering anywhere between thirty and thirty five percent of a, a rebate. So it's a uh, and it's a it's a a slippery slope in that it's all based on political action and legislation. So you yes. can be the production center du jour, and then something politically happens where your rebate is not as viable, and then the circus packs up and it moves to the the next place where there's money available. That's why movies that are about Texas and maybe even have the name Texas in the title are shot in another state or even a country because it's cheaper or more advantageous to do so. That's so interesting. And that's terrible. It shouldn't be that way. We should change it. It should be the other way around. People should be making Houston look like something else. Well, and for a long time, that's exactly that's what the way it was. That's right. Yeah. Because we, in the 80s and 90s, we were Detroit, we were... I remember uh, that. Yeah. We were Los Angeles, we were New York, we were Chicago, Miami. Reality Houston What so were we then? And the, the hardest thing was actually Switzerland, which not, was oh. not an easy task. Really? But, yeah, there aren't a lot of <laughs> mountains around here. <laughs> there are a lot of pine trees. The hills trees, are not so. There are a lot of pine trees, but no Stock mountains. Stock footage of mountains and then cut to the close That coast. is crazy. The How magic of pine trees. The magic of movie making. We exactly. just drove through Smithville and that and it said the home uh, of Hope Floats. Yes. Right. So Home Floats was filmed there. There's right. a lot of cheating that goes on in Hollywood. A lot. Uh, That's true. That's what no. the, the, the industry term for it is cheating. That's uh, right. So yeah, you know, it's uh the, the Texas legislature is going to have to make a decision at some point on whether they want to bring week. this work here or right. not because mm-hmm. you know, you have Toronto, Vancouver, you have Atlanta, you have New Orleans uh which uh what people don't realize is there's very little now that's filmed in LA. Uh the big blockbusters are there at the studios, but everything else is filmed out of LA. I true. can tell you that when you're in LA and no one wants to film there, none of the producers on independent films want to film there. Uh, because you have issues with unions yep. uh, and so forth, people go to New Mexico because there, you know, no unions are allowed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a week into shooting, a little something for your birthday in LA, we had Teamster problems. They literally oh shut the production down mm-hmm. because the drivers. They told the drivers not to drive the trucks, and then they hid all the the equipment from us. The next day, they wouldn't bring them out to Zuma Beach, which we talked about. I got out there the second day, and there was no equipment. There mm-hmm. were no trailers. There's no nothing. Teamsters held us up until. Is Teamster the same thing as like a union? It's a union, yeah. yeah. And then until we paid them what they wanted, all the drivers joined the Teamsters union and got whatever benefits they wanted. And Mm -hmm. then they allowed, they brought the trailers back over. And that's how it works. And that's. What a uh, disaster. Well, but that's not just true in Los Angeles. Uh, The. the way it works is the company that is producing the film, it's based on whether they are signatory to the unions in Los Angeles. And that responsibility follows them wherever, wherever they, they go. go. Yeah, right. And that's exactly. all the Teamsters, which covers Carpenter. I mean, every set person on the set. Right. And the actors. But uh, I have to speak on the defense of the, the Texas unions in that they are very, very uh, 
responsible Texans, and they will certainly negotiate very, very good deals to make it uh, affordable to be able to uh, to right. use union. No, I agree. I mean, I'm we a, do certainly do non-union and union projects. Yeah, I'm a member of SAG, uh, yeah. and it, yeah. it, it serves the the benefit of the common good. All actors uh, trying true. to get them business and taking care of them and, and making sure they have insurance and so forth. Right. Uh, I grew up in a union family, so I definitely sure. understand the benefit yeah. of uh, being union. But that was just a, a, an experience. No, on I that movie, and it was a quick lesson you learn a lot of things quick uh how much money do you lose on a day like that or does the does the film lose well you know you're spending up to sixty thousand a day in production cost or more uh depending on the film and so uh you really don't have a choice in that situation but to do what what they're asking or else you're shut down for the rest of the time and that's just that wasn't an option yeah. so right i think it was an additional you know 50 grand or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know the exact number but it, it wasn't because you're paying everybody right i mean you have it's whatever the demands were I, you know um, no but i mean like catering is scheduled yeah, it's all there this is scheduled Done. the actors yeah, sure, scheduled absolutely. the crew is scheduled I mean, it it's is. like that in addition and it's based yeah, you still on still have sp- to pay people right you shoot or not right it's, it's based on the size of the project right. for a, a, a moderately budget budget feature film it can be 50 or sixty thousand dollars a day for a really right. large film it can be 250 to five hundred thousand dollars yeah. a day so it does and that's, where, that's by where you, degrees. That's where you get into the biggest trouble uh, as a producer on a feature film is um, you have your budget, you have your schedule. If you get off that or if you're off that, if you're supposed to shoot 30 days and you go 40, you, you've blown your budget, and that's when the expenses start to mount up. So, yeah, any day or half a day or whatever it may be is, is a huge no-no uh, if you can avoid it. No, absolutely. And that's also part of, uh, of our responsibility as the Film Commission. So days aren't lost like that. Um, there's always things like uh, schedule d- dependent on availability of actors if they're sick and especially if there are weather problems. Mm-hmm. So if the uh, the shoot date is scheduled to be an exterior shoot date and um, all of a sudden it's torrential, and that happens occasionally in Houston, torrential rains, then we also help the production totally redo their schedule, move on to whatever an alternative location mm-hmm. is. And so it, it's that, again, is t- sort of moving the circus from one place to another to make sure that there is no loss of time because time equates to dollars. Right. So you, there's one thing I think people may not really fully understand is how, I'm obviously, when you're, sh- you're shooting in Houston or anywhere, you want to know that you have a competent crew. And Houston has a very high level of competency in and all the various disciplines required to make a film. No, absolutely true. We have uh, an excellent crew base here. Unfortunately, I do have to admit that there has been a portion of that crew base that has somewhat eroded, and that, again, is attributable to in- the yeah, incentive Yeah, that's why we have to, we have to right. get the incentives, keep the incentives, exactly. because otherwise we'll continue to erode our our, exactly. our our base of good crew and talent. You mean like it road, they like go they go to the L.A. or else. Well, they don't go to L.A. They go to Louisiana go or they New go Mexico to Atlanta or, or New Mexico. Right. All the work. And, yeah, uh, exactly. A, a, another work. part of, of our task, being the film commission, is we have to make sure that we don't hemorrhage crew to, mm-hmm. so we lose to someplace else. Because if there is then, if we have a, more, a healthier incentive program, um, so that there is more production coming in, we have to be prepared to facilitate that production 
immediately. So a part of our job is to con- to make sure there's enough business coming in to mm-hmm. be able to employ our crew. Keep base. everybody busy. Absolutely. And uh, I have to admit, our feature film business is not what it was in the past, but our commercial business is thriving. Houston's a huge... Uh, uh, Th- that is our primary TV commercials market. nonstop and lots of car- automobile... Car commercials yes. are our number one sort of uh, bread and butter, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of different reasons for that. Um, it has to do with our geographic location because mm-hmm. we are green almost the entire year, and usually car commercials are shot one season behind. So if it's a car commercial that will be uh, released in the, um, in the summer, you can still do that commercial here in Houston in the winter mm-hmm. because of the saltwater oaks and the things that, that still continue to be green. Um, but car commercials specifically, the, our downtown area is a huge asset for car commercials. Though I know, I, I think some of that's going to be uh, changing. We'll just have to find new assets. Um, but, but we did a Vodafone commercial downtown. What, what country was that for? Uh, uh, Germany. Germany. Yeah, Correct. downtown. It, I was in that commercial. And it was. It, posed, the, it uh, was the size and the budget of a small feature film. Right. It was a huge, The Vodafone commercial, commercial was? Mm-hmm. That's oh, it, crazy. It was giant. Yeah. Um, but part of what makes us so attractive about car commercials, downtown Houston, mm-hmm. <clears throat> very sleek, very modern. Right. Um, the one thing that is really good is that the majority of the buildings, especially on the west side of downtown, all have mm-hmm. street-level reflective glass. So you have, you're getting two shots for the price of one, you're getting full on on the camera, but you're also getting a reflective image in the back. And that's a big, big plus. Um, The western face of the skyline, which obviously faces west, you've got two uh, parallel uh, thoroughfares, meaning Memorial and Allen Parkway. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you've got that beautiful, very very modern skyline in the background you can choose where you want what distance you want and then on top of that you've got the pierce elevated which is going perpendicular Mm -hmm. to the skyline so there's a huge number of equations that you can use to get the the shot that you uh, that you want so it's a it's a downtown houston is a huge plus for us people don't realize Mm -mm. all of these very technical things that like you're saying the reflective street level Mm -hmm. reflectivity of the buildings in downtown Houston. And the whole architectural style. I'm assuming if you've noticed some of the car commercials, uh, the Chevron Circle is always in car commercials because it's an amazing aesthetic addition to the uh, the single frames. And people don't realize that these are... It's what used to be the E word, Enron. Oh. (sighs) You know, the circle? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Um, a couple of years ago, there was a, um, a Honda commercial. I love the E word. Hi- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hyundai commercial that was shot in downtown that was actually um, the very last commercial of the Academy Awards, which uh, was on right before they made the announcement for Best Picture. And the, the, um, the theme of the commercial was like the the Hyundai car was driving up to receive its award. Oh, and, that's cute. And was that this year? It was two years ago. Okay. Um, so it didn't get to pre And Jeff, Jeff Bridges situation. was the voiceover, <laughs> was the talent. And so the car ends to take up its Academy Award underneath the um, the Enron or the Chevron circle. Wow. So we got some pretty good exposure right before the... Um, 
the yeah. announcement is of the there, Best Picture Award. Is there a website people can go visit that can see all the things that have been shot in Houston? Uh, certainly um, you can go to our website, which is HoustonFilmCommission.com, and we do You have, have an archive. We do. Uh, we have a, actually a, a Facebook link and a, um, a um, YouTube link that has a lot of things that were shot here. I want to go watch that stuff. And there's also a list, a, 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 a filmography, chronological filmography that is on our website. But if anybody wants the, in, to really look at the extent of the number of projects that have been shot here, uh, just go to IMDb, put IMDb. in Houston, Texas, and you got the list. So talk weeks. about up against a hard break. We'll be right <laughs> back, and we're going to talk about incentives and the Texas Film Commission. Mm-hmm.